The following is a production of the University of Minnesota, driven to discover. Well, greetings, everyone. This is David Arendale, your host for the Peer Group Library Podcast, where we take a look at what people have written about an exciting area in higher education, which is how do we make the classroom more active, more engaged for students, and they're doing that through a lot of different ways. In this podcast, we're focused on nine major national and international models of how they organize the students. We learned a little bit more about that in a previous episode. In this one, we're going to lay just a little bit more groundwork, and then starting up with the next episode, we're actually going to start hearing summaries of some of the publications that have been written about these different peer group programs. In this episode, we're going to listen to two of my synthetic voices, Donald and Olivia, are going to be going through an article that I wrote, oh, probably 15 years ago. And it's called Pathways of Persistence. And it tries to go a little bit deeper to understand a little more about peer study group programs as they operate inside of higher education. So let's go ahead and listen as the two of them go back and forth, asking questions, answering, and sharing with you a little bit more information. So the first person that's going to be speaking here is going to be Olivia. Thanks, David, for the opportunity to bring this publication to our listeners. I am happy to be working with Donald again. And I am pleased to be working with you again, Olivia. Let me provide an overview of this publication. This chapter focuses upon a subset of the broader educational practice of peer collaborative learning, specifically post-secondary peer cooperative learning programs that embed study strategy practice within their activities. These practices have demonstrated higher student outcomes, including increased student persistence towards graduation. Adoption of such research-based practices has become more essential, since institutions cannot waste scarce resources upon programs that may not contribute both to increased student success, as well as increasing the institution's economic stability, through lower student dropout rates, and the loss of tuition dollars. I will start with an introduction to this book chapter. Peer collaborative learning has been popular in education for decades. As both a pedagogy and learning strategy, it has been frequently adopted and adapted for a wide range of academic content areas throughout education at the elementary, secondary, and post-secondary levels due to its benefits. The professional literature is filled with reports of individual professors integrating this approach into post-secondary classrooms in diverse ways. Increased attention has been placed on this practice due to claims by some programs that carefully coordinated and managed learning programs with specific protocols can increase student persistence rates towards graduation, supporting both student goal aspirations as well as bolstering institutional revenues. This chapter does not attempt to be inclusive of this broad field of literature concerning peer collaborative learning. Instead, it is focused intentionally on a subset of the educational practice that share a common focus with increasing student persistence towards graduation. Rather than a meta-analysis of all published research studies, this chapter is a preliminary review and a description of six models. At the end of the chapter several suggestions are made for differentiating the models from each other and the level of institutional resources and resolve with implementing them. With all the different peer learning programs operating on campuses, how did you decide which ones to focus upon? The nine student peer learning programs included in this chapter meet the following characteristics. 
A. The program must have been implemented at the post-secondary or tertiary level. B. The program has a clear set of systematic procedures for its implementation at an institution. C. Program evaluation studies have been conducted and are available for review. D. The program intentionally embeds learning strategy practice along with review of the academic content material. E. The program outcomes include both increased content knowledge with higher persistence rates. And F. The program has been replicated at another institution with similar positive student outcomes. From a review of the professional literature, nine programs emerged. Accelerated Learning Groups, USC Model, Embedded Peer Educator, Emerging Scholars Program, UC Berkeley Model, Learning Assistant, CU Bowner Model, Peer-Led Team Learning, City University of New York Model, Structured Learning Assistance, Ferris State University Model, Supplemental Instruction Pass, UMKC Model, and Video-Based Supplemental Instruction, UMKC Model. As will be described in the following narrative, some of the programs share common history and seek to improve upon previous practices. Other programs were developed independently. There are many terms used to describe this field of peer learning. Three common terms are collaborative learning, cooperative learning, and learning communities. How are those terms similar and different from each other? A review of the professional literature finds that the terms collaborative learning, cooperative learning, and learning communities are sometimes used interchangeably with one another. Although they share similarities with one another, a more precise differentiation is needed to help explore the area and the utility of each for its intended educational outcomes, Cooper, Robinson, and Ball, 2003. Regarding their historical development and appearance within the professional literature in the United States, collaborative learning appeared first, cooperative learning second, and learning communities last. A search of the ERIC database, 2004, found more than 8,000 entries regarding descriptive and research studies that contained one or more of the three terms indexed within their documents. Collaborative learning refers to a wide range of formal and informal activities that include any form of peer-student interaction. This is the broadest and most general of the three terms. This term describes any classroom activity by an instructor that involves student peer-to-peer involvement. Cooperative learning is more narrowly defined as a subset of collaborative learning. It often follows these principles. A. Positive interdependence is established in the group through adoption of different roles that support the group moving to complete a goal. B. Peers interact with one another. C. Activities are structured to establish individual accountability and personal responsibility. D. Development of interpersonal and small group skills. And E. Group processing of small group activities through verification of information accuracy. QSAO, 2002, Johnson, Johnson, Hollybeck, and Roy, 1984. Collaborative and cooperative learning groups, learning communities are distinguished by their focus on interactive peer learning. Learning communities are often more focused on enhanced curricular and pedagogical outcomes. In addition to often employing some version of student interactive learning, learning communities take several approaches to modifying the classroom experience by restructuring the curriculum. Some of the ways that courses may be modified is through linked courses, learning clusters, freshman interest groups, federated learning communities, and coordinated studies, Gabelnik, McGregor, Matthews, and Smith, 1990. I am a visual learner. Can you give me a visual organizer to make sense of the relationships among these terms with each other? A way to understand the relationships among these three terms is through a Venn visual diagram, most often used in mathematics. Collaborative learning is considered to be the largest construct, both due to its general definition, as well as its numerical ranking, as most frequently cited in professional literature, Eric, 2004. A smaller construct lies within collaborative learning. 
This is cooperative learning. While it holds to the same generalizations and goals of collaborative learning, it is much more specific in its implementation and following of specified protocols for its use. A related term to both collaborative and cooperative learning is that of learning communities. While learning communities often utilize some peer collaborative or peer cooperative learning activities as part of its pedagogy, it is generally focused more on curricular transformation. However, it is possible to implement some aspects of learning communities without extensive use of either collaborative or cooperative learning, since the focus may be more on team teaching by instructors and the integration of academic content material, i.e., cluster course that merges the content of an introduction to science with an ethics course, rather than extensive use of student-peer interactive learning activities. In this chapter the focus will be on peer cooperative learning programs that embed learning strategies practice within review of the academic content material and which also meet the other selection criteria previously mentioned. This is an important topic in the field of developmental education and learning assistance in particular and with post-secondary education in general. This is due to the need by institutions to both meet the needs of a more diverse entering student body while maintaining or increasing academic rigor, Bastido and Gumport, 2003. The institution must make systemic changes in the educational environment that will increase the academic success and persistence rates of all students to meet the expectations of stakeholders such as parents, legislators, and funding agencies. Although the number of academically underprepared students is increasing, historic delivery systems of academic development for students such as remedial and developmental courses are being reduced or eliminated by some states, Barefoot, 2003, Damashek, 1999, Parsit and Lewis, 2003. Many institutions have already adopted one of more of the six programs described in this chapter. The need for such approaches may increase due to the demands to meet the needs of access to an increasingly diverse student body without the traditional approaches offered by developmental education in the past. Selecting a peer program is complex since one program may be more appropriate than another one depending upon the needs of a particular college. What are some further research issues regarding peer cooperative learning? One of the most perplexing issues facing peer cooperative learning groups is dealing with student motivation and goal orientation. Sometimes the students who could most benefit from the positive effects of peer learning are the ones least likely to participate due to fear of exposing their academic weaknesses to others or even to themselves. Most of these six programs have dealt with the issue through mandatory attendance at sessions. Although brute force does compel attendance, it does not necessarily follow that students willingly adopt the new academic behaviors and implement them in other courses when not under the dictates of program requirements. Exploring the complexity of student motivation is being carefully studied among elementary and secondary education student populations. However, this important construct is often ignored in the study of post-secondary education in general and the provision of learning assistance at the college level, in particular. Creating peer cooperative learning programs that provide both structure and an environment that encourages students to modify their motivations for learning will require more work by program designers. Too often students have been expected to adopt the expectations and learning conditions of the institution without direct instruction. This literature supports the notion that it is necessary for institutions to implement programs that are more attentive to individual differences among students. Much work has yet to be done. Where do I go for more information on this topic area? By its very nature, this document is dated as soon as it is printed. A way to locate up-to-date information on these six post-secondary peer cooperative learning programs is through this author's website that contains a searchable database of citations that were used to identify the professional literature which served as the basis of this chapter. 
This web-based database will be regularly updated with addition of new references and accompanying annotations. In addition, the website permits a user to search the database of more than 2,000 references by more than 40 search terms. For example, it would be possible to identify references to SI programs in chemistry that primarily serve students of color. In addition to the interactive database, a print version of the annotated bibliography is available in the Acrobat PDF format for users to read online or to print on their computer. This print document as well as the online resource and instruction for its use are available at https colon slash slash www.arendale.org. The user is encouraged to read through the documentation to gain the most benefit from using the database search engine. Thanks everyone for listening today. And Donald, next time we work together, I will ask the questions and you can read the answers from the publication. It works for me, Olivia.